Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependent News. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes, and I want to get the disclaimer out of the way real quick. The views and opinions expressed in the show are satirical and the result of free speech, so sue me, but don't really, please. I hope you guys have been staying healthy and you've been keeping your loved ones safe. They're, depending on where you are at in the world, what country you're in, could be a bit crazy. If you're in India, I think I do have a couple, a little bit of a percentage of my audience is from India. But anyway, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you're enjoying the episodes. And yeah, let's get right into the news. So the first bit of news that I looked at and saw was a bit interesting. So apparently there's a school in Miami that said it's a private school. So that's like, that's the key word there. It's a private school. So they said that they are not going to allow employees, so teachers, faculty, staff, if you got the COVID-19 vaccine, you're not allowed to go to work. It's a, it's a weird thing. Obviously, I don't, it's, it's just one of those things where at first, I was like, okay, that's that's a bit ridiculous. I still do think it's a bit ridiculous. The reasoning behind it is because there's been there's been like misinformation and they don't want any people coming to work and, you know, possibly passing out or having a blood clot and dying on the scene. That's that's what I'm assuming. But I don't basically all they've said so far that I've seen was that they're 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 they came up with this rule in order to you know, because of, due to vaccine misinformation, that's what I read, that's what came from the article, and as I sat there thinking about it, doing research on it, you know, whether you agree with the rule or not, I mean, it's it's in the same playing field as someone not letting someone travel because they don't have a COVID vaccine, I mean, it's what happens when you, when you have these, when you have a rule, like if you're anti-free speech, eventually that's going to come for you, you're not going to be able to speak out. And with the vaccine thing, the, there are going to be people that that backlash against it, which I think is stupid. I think politicizing the coronavirus, politicizing the vaccine, getting upset when people get it or getting upset when people don't get it, it's so childish. I keep I see it all the time, and it's really pathetic. And like I talked about, I think in my first or second Independent News episode, there was that one dude who was like, if you are against, if you're not pro COVID vaccine, like, sorry, I'm not shooting 14 COVID vaccines in my asshole, but chill out, dude. Stop. Grow up is what I always say. Grow up. Not everything is political. You don't have to be an activist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Chill out. Why do you care so much about what other people are doing? It's actually pathetic because if people were doing the same thing to you, it's probably a control thing. I'm not a psychologist and I don't know anything about anything, but I I bet you when they were younger, they had no control, their parents were really controlling, they had no freedom, now as they're older, they're trying to control every fucking thing with every person in the public sphere, and it's really pathetic, but that all being said, this is weird, I feel bad, but I mean, it's Florida, guys, I hope these people are able to get paychecks, I hope they're able to settle, get this settled, and, you know, plea their case or whatever, because, you know, I am not... I am never going to support someone losing their job. Even even some scumbag who's like, oh, if you're not pro-vaccination, all that bullshit. 
I don't care. I don't care. If you're not harassing me or harming me or my family, I don't give a shit what you do. I don't care what your ideologies are. I don't care how you feel about whatever. Just leave me alone and get your head out of my ass and uh, mind your business. But yeah, hopefully these people can figure this out because this is a weird, it's a bit of a weird thing. So next thing, <laughs> next bit of news, it's more like culture, pop culture. I don't know if you'd say pop culture, but so there was a guy who got really famous off Vine. A lot of people got famous off Vine. I don't know if you guys remember that social media platform. You made a six or seven second clip and that was it. They were supposed to be funny or cool or sad or whatever. It's just like TikTok. Uh, it was, it's, it's as cringe as TikTok too. A lot of people like that are my age that watched Vine will be like, oh, it's so much better than TikTok. But there is as much cringe and weird, worthless stuff on there as there is on TikTok. And yeah, there is, I'm sure there's good stuff on TikTok. There was good stuff on Vine too. If you're into that kind of like, you know, new wave, different type of ironic comedy or just really kind of comedic and unexpected angle cuts and like the the editing and the cropping of videos was what like made vine so popular like if you were and then if you were able to like cut the video at a certain point and it would just be funnier it was just i remember her i remember like there were a lot of funny skits that i got from a couple like viners that moved on to make to keep making skits after vine died and they were like a lot of unorthodox like filming techniques that they used and I remember trying to implement them in my digital media class in high school and my I would get I would get hounded by my teacher all the time because he'd be like you're not supposed to, this is a jump cut this is that but I'll, he didn't understand because he was a boomer and then like a failed theater nerd that jump cuts were funny but anyway so yeah a lot of people from Vine when Vine shut down they they have this obsession with constantly putting every single thing about their life on the internet. So they went to YouTube, made a bunch of cringy stuff. That's how we got Logan Paul, Jake Paul, a lot of those freaking weird houses where 10 people live together, they prank each other 24-7, and someone gets assaulted, and then someone leaves the house and makes a video, and they milk the video, and when someone does something bad, they're like, oh yeah, I knew this for years, and I stood by, whatever. This isn't one of those cases, though. So Drew Gooden, you guys probably don't know him by name, but... Of course, like I said, he's a Viner, he's moved on to YouTube, he makes trash content, but he made that famous Vine where he was like, road work ahead, uh, yeah, I sure hope it does, that guy. So, recently, he, so he put out this apology video for a tweet that he made, um, and 100% it's because of, one, he's a pussy, and two, it's like, bad to make Asian jokes now. So, I found this tweet that he, that he tweeted, and it was back in 2016, and he's apologizing for this. He said, this is what the tweet says, Me, talking to cute Asian girl. Boy, I sure am glad my eyes aren't slanted like that, so I can see how pretty you are. Girl, ching chong. So like, obviously if you're 10 years old, you think that's funny, but it doesn't matter. A joke is a joke, and you don't have to apologize for it. But that's what he did. He came out and apologized, and he said, Oh, I'm apologizing for this horrible, insensitive tweet. He's acting like he murdered someone's kid and then shoved chopsticks in their eyes or something. Like, his apology is super pathetic. And then he's talking about, oh, I used to I used to think that edgy content was funny. And I used to think that this kind of hurtful, harmful stuff was funny. And I'm like, 
It is funny. That particular joke's not funny because he's only ever made one good joke ever, and it was the road work ahead one, which is a classic, if you ask me. A, a, a very It's a pinnacle of culture for people my age. Not really, but yeah, this dude made an apology, like a three-minute apology video talking about how horrible he is it is and how it's so insensitive and that's what I what he's like oh this is what I thought was funny that's what I thought would give me attention by saying horrible jokes like that that wasn't even a bad joke oh it's a, it's not that funny it's a bit basic like yeah ching chong whatever I mean who hasn't said that kind of jokes before I'm half Asian I make those jokes all the time much to the dismay of my mom but yeah I mean there are worse jokes out there, and I laugh at all of them. I have a, I have a pretty, I like to say that I have a really rounded sense of humor. I think really intelligent jokes are funny. I, th- I like Step Brothers. I love the other guys, Will Ferrell movies where he just yells. Nacho Libre, that's a family favorite here. Super bad. Like I love, I love everything. I I listen to Tim Dillon. I listen to Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. Bill Burr, there's a, I listen to, I like comedy from, you know, it's well-rounded is what I'm trying to say with my sense of humor, and it's like, this, he didn't even say anything that bad, I would totally understand if he said the n-word, which, I have a totally different opinion on that, but he didn't even say that, he just said ching chong and then slanted eyes, like, it wasn't that bad, and then, it made it even worse, like, he did way too much, I thought the apology was pathetic, you should always double down, always be on the offensive. I learned I learned from our previous president that if you've done enough horrible things in your life, but you're just always on the offensive, I mean, it's a little different when you're like, when you're someone who is as loved as Donald Trump before he ran for president, like all these rappers idolized him. He, he, was, he was the epitome of the American dream. Really shady, you know, immoral businessman but that just was able to, you know, very brash, very blunt, and, you know, he took he took money and inheritance, and then he turned it into this empire, this insane empire that is going to live on. The Trump name is going to live on for a very long time, whether it's a good or bad thing. But anyway, yeah, always be on the offensive, and don't apologize unless you've actually done something wrong. And in this case, he hasn't done anything wrong, but he's one of those people, he's one of those YouTubes that... Back when Logan Paul did that thing where he filmed the dead body in the suicide forest in Japan, he came out, did a video, talking, speaking out, talking about how horrible it was, and all of these YouTubers came out, and yeah, it was a pretty messed up thing that Logan Paul did. I'm not taking that away from the situation, but he's, all these guys came after people because they love to get other people canceled. They're like, this is my chance. I can maybe absorb his his following and his fans and I can make money off of this by showing how virtuous I am just for it just for the the, the same group of crazy psycho ass Twitter users to come after him and I was seeing a I saw like so many Twitter responses that they were so pathetic man they were like this one girl's like I'm I'm half Asian so I took offense to this but I can tell that you've changed and you've improved and do better and you've done better so I forgive you I'm like go fuck yourself actually everybody out there has done and said things that they regret it's okay that drew regrets this that's totally i'm not mad at him for regretting this i'm i'm not mad at him at all i'm just i think he's a i think he's a complete bitch and he's shown how much of a wimp he is 
by coming out. Another thing he did was he, after he was getting more backlash, um, mostly support, but some backlash still. Like, what more do you want? Do you want him to cut his balls off and and donate it to to an Asian country or something? What do you want him to do? I, do you want him to go build a temple and become a monk for the rest of his life? Like, I don't understand what these people want. I don't understand why people act like you're not allowed to make a joke. And then if you have said something you regret and you apologize, it's why, why do this? Like, oh, I'm half Asian. You know what? I'm half Asian. And I was, I didn't take any offense to the joke. I took more offense to the fact that it wasn't that funny and he should have done better with it. I'm offended that he apologized. Not really, but I'm sure you guys understand what I'm trying to say. But he went and he donated $5,000 to three different quote-unquote Asian charities. Uh, at this point, I'm like, this dude is doing too much. Too much. I. It's good for him that he donated to the charities. Hopefully, they're reputable charities. There are a lot of charities out there that are shady. But, dude... He's just trying to keep his career, but I'm like, that's what happens when you have a bunch of, a bunch of normie, soft, pussy fans that they watch his content and they probably, oh, he said, he said the F word. That means I'm edgy. People who use the word edgy, stay away from them, block them, keep your kids away from them. They're not cool. They're not funny. They're not quote unquote edgy either. That's, that's a stupid word for people to, who are who have basic sense of humor, they follow basic trends, and their sense of humor is, yeah, like I said, it's basic and it's pathetic. They say edgy because it makes them feel special. But that's what happens when you have that kind of fan base. They all come after you, try to cancel you, and you end up $15,000 in the hole, and then you look like a complete total bitch for apologizing for a, a joke that wasn't even bad. Like, it would be worse if he... Like, I can understand if he made a joke about someone getting assaulted or made fun of someone who got killed or their kid died or he said the N-word or he, he made some terrorist joke or he he revealed someone's address, doxed them. But, come on, man. This, whatever. I'm done with the situation. Glad to get all, that off my chest. I don't want to hear about this loser anymore. So the next bit of news that I was looking at, so this is actually between the United States and China, so the two most powerful countries in the world right now. You know, they've been they've been competing for a while. Trump was going after him, or he was trying to in his previous, in his first term, and his only term. Um, but basically, this article, it just said there's a great power race basically going on between the United States and China, and Beijing is confident in winning. And they should be confident, because the way that, so Joe Biden is trying to increase the corporate tax. He's been using that stupid slogan. He's he's trying to get, you know, there to appease the to appease the people that don't know anything about economics and how taxes work, like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Pete Buttigieg, all those people. He's going to he's using that stupid slogan tax the rich, even though the rich pay by far the most taxes in the United States. They pay a majority of the taxes in the United States, and it's almost, there's almost no, there's almost no reason to keep your business in the United States, and that's what happened with Obama, so when you increase, this is the sad, it's a sad reality, and it's something that I come to understand, 
I didn't understand at first when I was in high school, when I took civics class. I didn't understand why people were like this, but it is how it is, and it's never going to change because people like money. But at the end of the day, when you tax the rich and you increase their tax rate, they're going to move their business, whether it's a whether it's a single business venture or it's a big corporation like Ford, they're going to take, because of that 1% or 2% of a tax hike that they're taking, they're they're potentially losing on millions of dollars. So they take their labor overseas. They exploit child labor, cheap labor, where someone gets paid a dollar a day to make their alloy wheels or to harvest the leather for their for their interior for the car or making pencils, whatever it is. They're, the businesses take their labor out of the United States. So they're abusing slave labor, cheap labor in other countries like Taiwan. China, Singapore, places like that, India. And then not only is that abusing those countries, but it's also taking jobs away from the American people. And that in turn hurts the economy because that money is not flowing within the United States as well and as insulated as it would have if the tax rate wasn't left at 33% or 31%. I'm not really, I don't remember what Trump's was. It Obviously, if you're someone who doesn't understand how taxes work, which is fine. I'm not an expert on taxes, but I just understand this is how humans are. This is how taxes work. This is how taxes on the 1% and corporations work. This It's just history. I'm not saying anything profound. This is history. You can look this up yourself. You can study the trends yourself. Obviously, if you don't understand economics and you see Trump dropping the tax rate on the on the upper class in corporations, you're like, oh, he's just trying to do it to benefit himself. And I can totally understand. And it's possible that he did that also. But you bring jobs back when you lower the tax rate. And then they come back because there's more of an incentive to come back. There could be tax write-offs. There could be tax breaks, whatever. We saw that with the Trump administration. That's one thing that is undeniable that you cannot take away from him. But that all being said, with Joe Biden attempting to let the we'll see if he even survives but either way it's it's definitely the agenda and the motive of the DNC they're going to let the Trump tax codes expire and then the Obama tax codes will go back into play and then we'll start losing more jobs it's a sad thing it sucks i wish i wish they weren't like that but that's just how it is you get into business you create a business to make money at the end of the day no matter who you are nobody i'm sure there are a lot of people out there that will claim that they start businesses to help people or whatever, it's for money. If you really care about people, you're starting a nonprofit. That's what I think. And obviously, obviously, you can create a service and do do a lot of great things for people and help a lot of people. It's what Bill Gates is doing. I commend Bill Gates for changing, improving, and vastly upping the efficiency for a lot of people's lives and not just not just businesses and ventures in the United States, but around the world because of Microsoft. Microsoft has made it's made a lot of people's lives easier. So I'm I'm not saying you can't get into a business and actually help people, but that's not why you got into it. That's not why anybody makes a business. Ford did not create cars to to help grandma get to the supermarket faster. He did it for money. That that's that's that was Henry Ford's motivation. Same thing goes for any business. That's just, that's the truth. That's the reality. But yeah, Beijing should be, they should be really excited and confident in winning.
because they have a guy that's going to basically just be spoon feeding them jobs. That's that's definitely one thing. Like I said, I'm not too I'm not too educated on foreign policy, but definitely when it comes to taxes, I know what I'm talking about. And that, you know, they should be confident because like I said, he's handing them jobs on a silver platter. So the next bit of news that I read, I'm not too sure if I trust this, but I'm going to share it anyways. So there's apparently a new poll done that shows that 60% of Hong Kong youth aged 15 to 30 want to leave the city if they can. And I'm when I read this, I'm like, okay, no, that makes sense. It's probably higher. But is this real? Is Hong is China really allowing they don't have free internet access in China. They don't have access to the internet. They can't go on YouTube and watch anti-China propaganda or videos, speech. They, you can't go on... If you're in China, you can't go on to... Well, Trump doesn't have a YouTube channel anymore, but you can't watch him talk shit about China for 10 minutes in a compilation. I am not sure how much... Where was this poll administered? Like, who who did this poll... How can you access it? And I I don't know. It's just weird to me. I highly doubt that this is an accurate poll, but it makes sense totally. I'm sure there's truth to it, but I mean, it sucks. It's going to be really hard for those people to leave the city because, you know, we saw the Hong Kong protests and then we saw a bunch of sleaze bags and corporations in America and people like LeBron James that were supporting China and against those Hong Kong protesters. So when you have the whole world against you because they're either too scared or they're going to lose money from it, it's going to be hard. And, you know, prayers out to those people. I, I hope that if they're being mistreated, they can escape or they can find a find an outlet and a safer, better way to live life because, you know, they don't have the best quality of life. And it, it's really sobering and it really helps you be more grateful wherever you are. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about, so I see a lot of people and I hear a lot of people talk about waiting for the United States to return to normal. And it's just my humble opinion, but I don't think it's ever going to return to normal or whatever type of normal you see in your head or you envision in your head. We're never going to get back to that. And I'm not trying to be rude or negative because it's not necessarily a bad thing, but this is something that changed the world dramatically, drastically over the past year. Now we're coming up on almost a year and a half now. Eh, not really, but you get what I'm saying. It's been a little bit, it's been over a year. The world has changed and the governments keep keep carrying it on. There's all, there's this mutant, this mutant variant, this, this different strain, all this strain, strain is different. Variant means something else. A strain means something like it's 90% or less identical to the original. But anyway, yeah, the governments are going to keep carrying this on. And this is going to be coronavirus is going to it's it's an endemic. It's not a pandemic anymore. People are able to go to work, they're able to live their lives and, you know, keep moving forward with this, just like the flu. It's not I'm not comparing it to the flu, because obviously, it's different from the flu. And, but what I'm saying is eventually we're going to have coronavirus. I think it's my belief that we're going to have it every year. It's going to be like the flu. 
They're going to have vaccines for it. And I'm not going to get the vaccines probably because, like I said, I have a really healthy immune system. I, you know, I'm not making a claim right now that I'm not going to get them in the future. But I mean, every year, I've never gotten a vaccine every year. I've never gotten the flu vaccine. I've never gotten the flu that I know of. So I'm blessed and I'm fortunate and I'm privileged enough to say that I have a really healthy immune system. And, you know, depends, depends on, depends on my family shape. You know, it's not, it's actually none of anybody's business, whether I get it or not in the future. But I do believe that, you know, normal, we're never going to return to normal. It's, we're never going to go back to normal. And people who are using the pandemic or waiting for normal as an excuse to not move their life forward and, you know, keep trying to achieve their dreams, get that dream job, get that degree, write the book, create the movie, write the show, you know, do the kickflip, whatever, whatever your dream is, still, you can achieve it. The, the world is not that different. Unless you're, I don't know, I don't know what kind of job has been taken, unless you're trying to open a restaurant in LA, I mean, don't do that at all. Go as far away from California as you can. But yeah, normal, we're not going back to normal, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. We move forward. Humans, Americans, we learn from this, you know, we're starting to understand the virus better. And eventually, I do truly believe we're not going to return to normal, but we're just going to live with this. It's going to be something where, you know, we keep developing herd immunity. There's probably going to be vaccines every year for it. But eventually, eventually, we're going to move on. Eventually, hopefully people calm down because there are still people that are opposed to people going back to work. And that just goes back to me telling you to shut the fuck up, mind your own fucking business. If you want to stay in your house, get obese, eat Ben and Jerry's and watch Netflix documentaries, that's your good for you. Good for you for being able and having the ability to not have to go to work, but there are people who have to go to work. We have to move on from this. We have to improve. I'm not saying let's do it tomorrow. Let's trust. Let's trust the doctors. Hopefully we can trust the scientists. I do believe we can trust the scientists. And, you know, the better we improve the our on our knowledge of the virus, the more we understand it, you know, the safer life will be. It won't be as bad as the beginning. Because in the beginning, it was pretty hectic. Especially here in Europe, it was really hectic. Having just gotten back from Italy and then hearing about all, you know, the, the extremely high death tolls. It's scary. It's a real thing. And it's not something that I'm, you know, I'm not minimizing the threat or the danger of the virus at all. Definitely not. But I'm just saying we can move on. But don't expect things to, to return back to normal. Stop waiting for things to change. Make the change yourself. As cliche as it is, you can still make your dreams happen. They still will happen. And they can still happen. So stop waiting for normal. It's not coming back. So I got a couple more things I wanted to talk about. So this next one is something that I am not surprised at all about. So there is a, and I'm going to try not to be a hypocrite here because I'm always, I'm always, I always go by innocent until proven guilty. When you're a famous person or when you're an American or just once something reaches the court of public opinion, it's really guilty till proven innocent. But the situation that I'm talking about is there's a Game of Thrones actor named Esme Bianco. She's suing Marilyn Manson and accusing him of abuse. 
And I'm not going to say the type of abuse because that would get my video taken off of YouTube. But yeah, it's the kind of abuse that powerful, famous people will inflict on women and sometimes men. Sometimes it's the other way around. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not saying he did it, but this is not the first person to come out against him. And just look at him. I'm not trying to be rude, but look at him. Listen to his music. Listen to the way he talks. Listen to the way he attacks religion like a psychopath. I'm not surprised. The guy is into weird shit. I'm not saying all people who are into Satanism are the majority, straight up. I'm going to be honest. The majority of people who are Satanists are weird. They're really psycho. They're worshipping the bad guy. Stop with this shit like, oh, Satan's not really the bad guy. It's actually fun. Go fuck yourself. You're fucking weird. You're not cool for being a rebel. You were probably born and raised Christian, and then you rebelled because you thought it would get you pussy or something. And maybe it did get you pussy, but it also got you some weirdos into goat sacrifices and fucking doing weird shit to children and women like, like Marilyn Manson is being accused of. Like I said, innocent until proven guilty, but I would not be surprised if he did this. This is a weird guy. He's into weird stuff. He worships weird shit. He's part of a weird subculture. And I'm not alienating those people. I, I'm i pretty sure I have a couple friends and family members that are into that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. I'm not talking about the abuse. I would not associate with them if if they were into that. But they're into more like witchcraft and Satanism and whatever. More power to you. But I do think you're weird. Like I always say, I don't judge. Actually, I do. I just keep it to myself. As long as I'm not talking crap to you to your face. like you can, It's literally, you can't say that you don't judge. That's literally against, like, that's against human nature. Because your ability to assess the situation and judge the people around you to decide if you're in a safe spot or your people, your family's in a safe spot. That's what judging is. That's what I do every day. And I'm judging Marilyn Manson hardcore. And I hope for his sake that he didn't do it. It's just, honestly, at this point, a lot of a lot of people in the music industry do this kind of stuff. And, you know, they're either mentally ill or they've had poor past it doesn't make an excuse for it but whether he did it or not so many people have come out against him when you get accused by this many people your career is screwed whether you did it or not there even if he's completely proven innocent this girl esme comes out straight up this is a scenario this is not real life i don't want to get in trouble as say esme comes out she says straight up i wanted money this never happened there's going to be a lot of people that saw the original headline but didn't see that fact and they're going to immediately and always permanently think that Marilyn Manson is an abuser. But something that I was curious about. So when Kobe Bryant died last year, the beginning of the year, when he died in that tragedy, him, his daughter, and a bunch of other kids and their parents died in the plane, in the helicopter crash. I'm sure you guys are aware of what happened, but when he died, there were a couple family members I had that were talking about, oh, he's, he assaulted women. He's a rapist. Why would I care if he died? And it was pathetic. It was, it was something I spoke out about it, spoke out. I sound like a 
pussy bitch. But, you know, I made a post about it on Facebook saying, hey guys, the bodies are not even cold yet. And you're taking this, you're taking Kobe Bryant and his his friends and his family and his daughter's bodies. You're using it as a pedestal. You're standing on top of them to show how virtuous you are. It's something that I can't stand. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. And they're out here talking about, oh, he's a rapist. And one of those family members listens to metal music. Half of those fucking dudes in those bands are doing the same thing that Kobe was accused of and eventually not found guilty of. And it's like, oh man, it's a whole issue in and of itself. But, you know, I'm waiting to see the outrage from the metal community and from the rock community, the people that will speak out against other artists of other genres or people that they don't like or someone like Kobe Bryant. They don't even watch sports. They don't know anything about the situation. They just heard that he was accused and they assume that he's guilty. And, you know, I'm trying not to be a hypocrite with with, with Marilyn Manson, but, you know, I'm, I haven't seen that as much outrage. It's weird. It's really weird. Not sure what the deal with that is, but, yeah. Fuck Marilyn Manson. I hope he didn't do it for her sake, but I doubt he didn't do it. So, not surprised. I'm just, just being honest here. Maybe I'm showing my bias. Maybe I'm being a little too cruel against people who sacrifice goats and are into worshiping the bad guy, but whatever. So the last bit of news I wanted to talk about, so this is something that I've been paying attention to. Not so much Bill Maher, but I'm, of course, like I've brought up in the past, I'm into crypto. I'm into investing crypto. It's a really interesting, fun, exciting venture. Not just Bitcoin, but there are a lot of promising altcoins and you know, NFTs are taking over. I think NFTs are weird, but there's money there. Whether you like it or even respect it or not, you know, there's money there. I know with Bitcoin, there are a lot of people who got into Bitcoin early, and there's a lot of people that are, you know, Bitcoin kind of absolutists, and then there's the other side, people that are, honestly, I think it comes from jealousy from not getting into Bitcoin really early on and being rich off of it, but there are a lot of people out there that will talk about Bitcoin is trash and it's I know someone who was talking about dinosaur technology and, you know, this other coin, Ripple or, you know, Stellar Lumens or, you know, fucking Ethereum, Filecoin, Dogecoin, all this shit. It's going to be so much better. And maybe, maybe it is. I do believe that there are other coins out there that are very exciting and then they're going to make millionaires. And if people play it right, you know, they can live off crypto for the rest of their lives. I know there's a really good video that I'll probably put in the description on basically strategies on how to retire on crypto by 2030. And, you know, I'm not actually actively practicing it because I'm about to go back to work and I'm not going to have enough time. I So I, I recently just, my temporary contract for a job expired, so I had like a month of being off and I was able to, I used that time to, you know, finish editing my first book, start writing my second book, get back in school. I've been reassessing my life, making sure that I have my priorities straight and Making sure I'm I'm chasing that dream that I haven't been chasing since I left high school. I've been I've been hesitant. I've been listening to a lot of people a lot of outside opinion on you know people saying it's not realistic or you gotta be good if you're gonna do this, all this shit. Anyway, I've been paying attention to crypto, I've been obsessing over it, I've been learning all about it, because I do firmly believe you shouldn't get into it unless you understand what you're getting into. Because a lot of people get into cryptocurrency and they Talk about it in fiat currency terms like, oh, I got this at $1. I'm waiting for it to hit $10 so I can sell and make a profit. That's that's all well and good. 
but you got to look at it as a currency and not a regular currency, a regular currency that could replace old financial systems, not a fiat currency. That's something you wait for the value to go up and you get rid of it. It's not, it's not like that. And I, and I don't have enough time, nor do I have the knowledge to be able to explain confidently, you know, the idea of crypto, but what I've been, what I'm trying to get to. So Bill Maher came out on his show and I actually like Bill Maher. Bill Maher is one of the few, you know, of those late night daily show hosts that I like. I think he's funny. He comes out. He's, he's very blunt. I'm sure he doesn't write his jokes. So it might not actually be him who firmly believes this. He could, it could be lack of knowledge, whatever. I'm willing to give him a pass because I like Bill Maher, but he came out and he was talking about crypto, how it's disgusting. It's fake money, all this stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of people, a lot of boomers. And I mean, and I don't say, mean that term lightly. Literally, I've seen a lot of boomers like Warren Buffett who come out and say, oh yeah, this, this is not real money. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, it's fake. It's not real money. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you made money off the stock market, which we've seen is rigged. That shit's been rigged. People have been saying it's rigged. It's rigged. You back the US dollar. That's a scam. It's not backed by anything. There's not a single shred of anything valuable that is backing the US dollar. So what are you talking about cryptocurrency? He had some he had some legit like uh there are legit things that he was getting into. I'm trying to recall what he was talking about. So he did say this weird thing. He was talking about how uh cryptocurrency is used by criminals and traffickers, which is not true because every single cryptocurrency transaction is is stored in a ledger so it can be tracked easily us dollars cannot be tracked it's paper you can just use it or euros or yen or pesos or ruples whatever whatever the currency is it's not crypto they're not using crypto to traffic i there's no statistics there's no facts behind that i don't think that's the case there's there's genuine there are genuine crypto scams out there i know the there was a what was it the there's a crypto called tether i i really hope nobody is invested in tether because recently i know they were promising i think that they're saying their crypto was either backed by the us dollar or backed by gold end up lying end up uh being investigated by the sec they were lying they had to pay like millions of dollars in fines and then their crypto went back up i don't understand it's like know what you're getting into one of like a good example is Dogecoin. So Dogecoin is a meme. There's no actual utility behind it, but it's taken off. It's it's it went from less than a cent to around thirty five or thirty six cents right now. And Elon Musk is about to go pump Dogecoin hardcore um, when he goes on Saturday Night Live on May eighth, I think. So yeah, Bill Maher definitely talked about you know there's security issues. Definitely there's security issues. That's why that we have the SEC. There are genuine concerns when it comes to crypto, but ultimately he's wrong. I think I think it's more so coming from a place of misunderstanding crypto, and I totally understand it. There are a lot of people out there that, you know, don't believe crypto is real money. And at the end of the day, it's mostly because they don't understand it. And I just encourage people to look into it if you're looking into investing. Forget the stock market. Sell all your stocks. Don't. I'm not a financial advisor, so don't sell all your stocks. But screw stocks, get into crypto. Crypto is fun. 
make sure you do your own research, make sure you know what you're getting into, and make sure you acknowledge the risk, because there is risk, because where there's high reward, there's also high risk. So get into crypto, do your own research if you want, you know, it's an, it's an interesting and promising venture, I think, it's a very interesting landscape, there's a lot you know, there's a lot of opportunity there, but like I said, there's a lot of high, there's a lot of risk. So, be careful and know what you're doing. But that's gonna wrap up this episode of Zendependent News. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'd love any feedback, support, criticisms. If you want to straight up just comment that I'm a piece of shit and I hate Asians and Bill Maher is the funniest person on earth, whatever, do whatever you want. I appreciate all of it. I, yeah, I hope I appreciate the support. I really do. I'm going to start my new job soon, next week, next Monday. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be working with friends. I'm going to be focusing on school. You know, I'm really excited about it. But as it pertains to the podcast, nothing should change. I should still, I'm, I think I'm still going to keep the load that I have on my shoulders. I'm going to keep doing the MMA podcast every week. Friday or Saturday, and then I'm going to do Zendependent News every Monday or Tuesday. So thank you for the support. I hope you continue to support. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, stay safe, stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you.